Hey, good evening. Welcome to another podcast episode of The Daily Mind Show. Um, once again, doing another episode with you guys. How was everybody's uh, day, evening, whatever? If you made it this far into your day or evening, you survived. And of course, tomorrow is another day. Hopefully, everybody's day went very well. I mean, mine's did. I'm home, though. So that means it went pretty good, I guess. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. So for the past few days, I kind of dedicated this week to sketch comedy and just off the record, just called it sketch comedy week. Um, I started off a few days ago with uh, Mad TV versus SNL. Then I did an episode on In Living Color. And tonight I want to do a episode on The Chappelle Show. The Chappelle Show is probably instantly within the top 10 of funniest sketch comedy shows of all time right and if you notice the theme that i'm going with here is that all these shows how do they measure up to snl because snl will always be and right now is the number one sketch comedy show on the air and pretty much all time i mean that show pretty much put other shows out to pasture and trust me there's a shit list of uh shows but i'm really just talking about the most noticeable most recognizable of the sketch comedy shows um because there's too many i would have to like try to lump into one episode or do multiple episodes about so i'm picking some that i know of pretty well and and quite frankly those shows that really really stood out right so let's get right into it okay so the Chappelle show right um Everybody knows funny man and controversial comedian Dave Chappelle, right? Um, contrary to most, what most people think, Chappelle did not really start off with his show and got famous. He was actually in a few movies, um, noticeably as the stand-up comedian Reggie from Nutty Professor. And then he eventually came out with his own movie, um, Half-Baked. He also uh, made an appearance. He had a role in the movie Con Air. Um, if you didn't catch it, watch it again. He is definitely he his name, his character name, I believe, was Pinball. And he was killed in transit on the plane and was thrown out of the plane, landed on some cop car, somebody's car with a note on it. But yeah, if you watch it, you'll notice him just as goofy as he is now. Um, but Chappelle was born in Washington, DC, right? Um, I guess he got on the circuit and some point, some of uh, the comedy circuit, and he started making appearances in TV shows. And again, he hit it big, really, really, really big with his uh, TV show. But of course, he did movies as well. Oh, also Undercover Brother, the first one, the funny one. He was in that movie too. So, The Chappelle Show. I remember this show. I mean, it's not that long ago, but it's just the time when it came out, how literally people were rushing home, including myself, to go see this show. When, when the Chappelle show premiered, nobody was outside. Everybody was inside watching this damn show. And believe me, it was worth it. It was worth rushing home to rushing from work, school, whatever, right? So this show, although it is a sketch comedy show, is different from um, In Living Color and SNL. So I, and maybe some people may see the Chappelle show as more of a one-man show. He does have supporting cast. He had Donald Rowlings, Charlie Murphy, um, just, you know, and, he, and these people um, became these famous characters. He had Ashley Larry um, as one of them, right? And, of course, um, 
the Charlie, the uh, when Charlie Murphy did the Rick James thing, that that's amazing, right? So Charlie Murphy, he was one of the best storytellers out there, and he told it very, very well. Um, so yeah, so you had these uh, these characters, but it was really just centered around Dave. He was just more like the one man show. Now going to a living color. And SNL Mad, they had an ensemble of people who performed different sketches. Dave was primarily in, in all the damn sketches. It was his show with supporting characters. So a little bit of backdrop on the show, right? It was uh, created by Dave Chappelle and a very close friend of his, Neil Brennan, which I think he made some appearances himself in some of the sketches. It's hard to believe when I look at the statistics that this show only had 28 episodes in three seasons. I swear to God, I thought this show had more than more episodes than that. It seemed like it. It seemed like the show went on much longer than it did. However, though, um, it had a running time of 16 to 26 minutes, which is typical of a half hour show um, when you have commercials and stuff included. The original release, the show was released on January 22nd, 2003. I was just in my last year of high school. And unfortunately, it went to July 23rd, 2006. So how does a show that was so popular just fell out of grace? Um, and how did it stack up to SNL, right? Now, it again, it differed very much from SNL. It didn't feature a big ensemble of people, but it also didn't even fit in the same time slot. But I tell you, though, it, it, it would have given... SNL a run for its money if it was in the same time slot. That's for for certain. I strongly believe it would have. Um, so, of course, the show, like In Living Color, came with some issues, right? Came with a lot of issues, um, especially as the show continued. Um, so, you know, you, you guys, um, let's, let's see where the show goes. But it, um, TV Guide did list this show as uh, top 100 shows. It was placed number 26 on Entertainment Weekly's new TV classics ranking. This show had some serious accolades and some competition. All right. So as you know, it was basically um, a sketch comedy show. It was kind of like how Living Color was where Keenan Abby Wayans came out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Living Color, blah, blah, blah. And of course, he had some performances on there. They weren't live performances, but they were more like segments, right? Where they had like, you know, uh, most deaf and, you know, other um, artists perform for the show. Um, and of course, uh, Chappelle's topics for a lot of his shows was just like, uh, let's see, um, the entertainment industry, gun violence, drugs, all that. Tyrone Biggums was <laughs> a drug addict, one of by far one of the top characters that he portrayed in, um, in that show. Now, the cast, right? And again, it, it was just a, a, an ensemble of different people, right? You had Bill Burr, um, you had uh, Paul Mooney, Charlie Murphy, uh, Most Deaf, Donnell Rawlings, um, Guillermo Diaz. Now, Guillermo Diaz was um, Cuban B from Half-Baked. So he even made a couple of appearances. As you know, him and um, Dave Chappelle are close friends. Um, and some of the featured and notable guests here that shows on this list was, of course, Guillermo Diaz, Snoop Dogg, The RZA, The Jizza, Met The Man, Wu-Tang Clan, Arsenio Hall, Wayne Brady, of course. And then the list goes on of how many people and how many um, um, musical guests he had, right? And that was like one of my favorite parts of the show was some of the musical guests and the performances, right? I, I thought those were like really, really funny, especially the one with John Mayer who performed um, in the barbershop theme shows. 
for Dave, and that shit, that shit was hilarious. Um, and of course, what it says here about the show, um, it says, rather than acting out sketches in front of a live studio audience, right, because what he would do is that he would point to the screen and show an actual audience on the screen the the sketches, right, Was which was a little different, right? SNL performed in front of a live audience. Mad TV performed pre-recorded. And In Living Color performed in front of a live audience, I believe, as well. But Chappelle did this differently, and it worked. It actually worked. Um, it says that he, rather than acting out sketches in front of a live studio audience, the sketches were pre-recorded with the audience reaction usually used in lieu of a laugh track. Um, it says here, also a little nice little tidbit for background, um, that the production team never edits in pre-recorded laughs, with the exception of the dude's night out sketch due to the lack of reaction from the audience. So they had to fill in some laughter. I guess it wasn't too funny, but they had to like do it, right? But some of the most noticeable, noticeable sketches is the Little John episode, uh, the moment in life with Little John. Um, and of course, my favorite, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories. By far, one of the funniest segments of that show ever. Frontline, uh, the racial draft, Whack Arnold's, Wayne Brady show. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Brady, I don't know. I, I think he kind of, I think for what I heard, he took a, like when this episode premieres or when it plays, he took offense to this. Like, it really did kind of fuck his career up a little bit. Um, and I think ever since then, he never really fully recovered. I mean, besides being on Who Line Is It Anyway, but who watches that shit? Um, when Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, the player haters ball, right? And of course, what would, what would, um, what would a sketch comedy show be without recurring characters, right? Um, Negro Domus, Tyrone Biggums, Silky Johnson, Chuck Taylor, Leonard Washington... <laughs> Ashy Larry. And the list goes on and on and on and on, right? So remember, I said this show only had three seasons, right? And it's crazy because, you know, you think of this and you're like, man, it seemed like this show has been on longer than that. But where did it go wrong? What happened? Right? It seems like all these shows that competed with SNL has gone down in, 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 a, in an almost controversial way. Like, what would be the cause of that happening, Right? So when everything seemed to have been going pretty good um, in the beginning, right, there was issues that started to happen. And when they pre presented Chappelle this show, um, he had complete creative control. Now, follow me. This sounds very familiar to another sketch comedy show in Living Color, where Keenan was given almost complete creative control by Fox to do whatever he wanted with the show. And then Fox was just kind of like, wait a minute, hold on. I think that's what may have been happening with Comedy Central when they gave Chappelle all that creative control. Listen, you give people a project and you're like, whether it be TV production, whatever, right? And be like, hey, you're in charge of this project. You do whatever it takes to get the project done. You are literally signing them off to go ahead and do whatever the fuck they want. And a lot of people don't realize this shit. But then again, you know, you, you want to lure them in, right? You want them to do the project. So you give them a little bit of leeway and then you start fucking them over when it comes to like time passes and you start laying down these rules and guidelines. And that's what the hell happened. Um, but as the show went on, there were more delays. Comedy Central was getting a little pissed off um, and stuff like that. It says here too, um, they got it got to a point. This is where I think he started seeing some fatigue. It was in 2004. He was doing a um, it says he was doing a stand up routine, 
And he couldn't even do the damn show because everybody kept saying, I'm Rick James, I'm Rick James, I'm Rick James. He couldn't even do the show, and he came out pretty pissed. It took him a minute to kind of get his composure. And he stated this. <laughs> it says here, quote, um, he stated that he disliked working 20 hours a day and that the popularity of the show was making it difficult for him to continue his stand-up career, which was the most important thing to him. He says here, you know why my show is good? Because the network official says, you're not smart enough to get what I'm doing. And every day I fight for you. I tell them how smart you are. It turns out I was wrong. You people are stupid. <laughs> he said this. Um, but of course, like the show started having more issues. Like, and nobody's seen this coming. Like when he walked away from Comedy Central and the show and said, fuck the show. You have to, I can't, if you, you have to been there. People were literally just caught off guard, disappointed, pissed, sad. Like, how can a show at the height of its popularity just, how does he, and people were really bashing this man at the time. Like, how can you walk away from a $50 million deal with Comedy Central? Like, are you stupid? Like, that's that's the reaction this man was getting, but nobody, listen, most people saying this was, saying this was never in show business, so they don't know how this shit is dealing with, Agents, lawyers, production, and, and, and producers, and companies. Like, it's a lot of work. And mind you, again, Dave Chappelle, he was always been a stand-up comedian. Yes, he made appearances in movies. But maybe perhaps having a comedy, a sketch comedy show that you had never would have thought would have gotten so big was just a bit much. And think of the pressure. Think if you had, um, let's say you start a podcast, right? And you get a few like myself, you know, you get a very modest amount of people that listen. But all of a sudden you wake up the next day and you got a thousand listeners. Then the next day, fifteen hundred listeners, two thousand. And you're like, OK, damn, I got all these people. I'm getting more and more people. You're going to feel pressure to keep the show on. Now you're getting an audience. You're going to have to start coming up with content. You're going to have to start coming up with some flavor, whatever the case is. You're going to have to start all that. Right. So, you know, you, you got to really put yourself in that shoes. There's a lot of pressure, man. He, he never expected this. Um, so it says by the third season of the show, uh, it was scheduled to premiere February of 2005. The date was pushed back to May when production fell behind schedule of December the previous year. Um, it said that he got sick and he told Oprah, it wasn't that he caught the flu. Now, Comedy Central put out a press release saying that he caught the flu, which was contributing to the delays, but... He told Oprah it was stress. Remember, there's a lot of shit. He's got all this stuff, people in his ear telling him what to do, how to run his show. And all he wants to do is just do the damn show. Excuse me. But, you know, again, it, it started getting worse. So it said here before the show was on uh, the next season was supposed to premiere. Um, Comedy Central announced that the Chappelle show would not be ready by the announced date and that the production had been suspended until further notice. No reason for the delay or suspension was given and no response was given by Chappelle. Um, it said that one week later that um, they reported, no, uh, New York Times Entertainment Weekly, that Chappelle had flown to South Africa on April 28th to stay in an undisclosed psychiatric facility. So a lot of people thought the man was crazy. Like, yo, why would he just leave a show like that, right? Then, as the timeline goes on, it says May 14th that the Time magazine announced that one of their reporters had interviewed Chappelle in South Africa and that no psychiatric treatments were occurring or necessary. Chappelle returned shortly thereafter and quelled rumors of psychiatric or substance abuse problems. He had to clear that shit up because that was seen to be the going um, reason as to why he left. 
what it really was was just a lot of stress with the show, the network, the whole nine yards. Um, and of course, Comedy Central was like, hey, let's give Chappelle some, let's give Dave some time. Let's give him some time. He'll come back, give him a break, and he'll get back to the show. But that was not the case, right? Um, yeah, it's it's just, you know, and, and it just it just got worse. <laughs> Um, it says, um, let's see what else here. Other facts. Okay. So in August, um, he spoke to a man, um, comedy central president, Doug Herzog, right. Um, after like Herzog was like, Hey, you know, you could come back anytime. Um, it said that, um, in August he spoke with Herzog having reported reportedly not spoken since the June 3rd meeting that he had with Dave, um, TV guy featured an interview with Charlie Murphy in which he stated the Chappelle show is over, man. Done. It took me a long time to be able to say those words, but I can say it pretty easy now because it's the truth, unquote. Around the same time came confirmation from Comedy Central co-creator Neil Brennan had left the show. Nonetheless, on December 11th that same year, during Comedy Central's Last Lab 05, a promotion for the third season of the show was aired. Now, there was supposed to be, there was um, a, was there a third? Yeah, there was a third season, right? Again, it was 26 episodes. But of course, it wouldn't have the same flair as the, uh, yeah, as the other previous two epi- um, seasons, right? I mean, it, Dave was done with it. Dave was done, and then um, it premiered in 06, um, uncensored in the UK, um, and stuff like that. It said on February third, two thousand six, he Chappelle made his first television interview since production ceased on season three. Um, he was on Oprah Winfrey, right? Again, he stated that burnout, losing his creative control and work environment that was uncomfortable was some of the reasons he left the show. He also stated that he would be open to producing the remainder of the of uh, season three and perhaps maybe a season four, only if his demands were met, one of which was to ensure that half of the proceeds of future Chappelle show DVD sales would go to charity. Chappelle claimed that if Comedy Central aired the unaired episodes, the show would be finished. After that announcement, Comedy Central stopped advertising the release of the third season for a period of time. So there was a thing that came out, I guess, that kind of made it season three was the call of the lost episodes. It was just a clump of um, lost sketches that they've done that I think would have meshed in with future seasons. Um but it, it didn't quite go that way, right? So they started begin, um, airing these lost episodes July 9th of 2006. The third and final episode aired on July 23rd, 2006. The DVD was released um, July 25th, a few days later. Um, so they did ask Donnell Rawlings. There was an interview, right? And they basically um, asked them, they, you know, they asked him if he felt guilty about carrying on the lost episodes. Um, he replied saying, quote, I am a loyal person, but I know that as a professional, I got to keep my career going. And I felt it was an opportunity for me, for people to see what I do as funny without knowing what Dave Chappelle's agenda is. The reason why he left with no communication saying, hey, guys, I feel this way. I would rather you not be a part of this process. Had I had a conversation with Dave like that, there's a possibility that I would consider reconsider me hosting it. So the show comes to an end for the last time and then that date that the show came to an end was on july 23rd 2006 so a show with so much potential the network pretty much burned the man dry 
Comedy Central was even going to give this man $50 million to continue the show. But it would have had come at a cost of his creative freedom and control. Once the network get a hold of a show, they're going to put you on a, a puppeteer string. And they're going to be like, hey, no, you're going to dance like this. You're going to do this. At that point, it, it was the same shit that happened with um, A Living Color. Keenan Ivy Wayne started losing that creative control because the network tried to tell him what to do with the show. Mad TV is a little bit of a different story. The ratings just kept going down, the quality, the budget, all that different shit. So would the head okay, let, let's let's put this in perspective. Here's a good question. Would the Chappelle show have continued in today's climate? Well, as you can see, his comedy, his every time he does a stand-up nowadays, it seems to be controversial. And it got to a point where people wanted him off of Netflix, and Netflix is like, fuck no. We're keeping this guy. We we like his material. So what happened to cast members of the Chappelle show because that's a that's a, a segment I think that um that is very important um now Don, Donnell Rawlings already had things going for him before the Chappelle show but it boosted him a lot more and nowadays he's seen sometimes touring with Dave um on some of um, Chappelle's um whatchamacallit his comedy shows right um, but prior to that, he he um, he made some he made appearances in different shows, so he already had a career going. I mean, his first movie was a movie called Fear, right? He was in Spider Man. He made an appearance in Spider Man as the pizza heist witness, and and then um, he so he had a career going on prior to right, and still out there doing stuff. Unfortunately, Charlie Murphy has passed on a few some years ago. Unfortunately. Um, but prior to that, he kind of shadowed his brother, Eddie, and appeared in movies like Harlem Nights um, and other movies here and there he appeared in. But um, unfortunately, we, we couldn't see very much of what he did afterwards because and, you know, and people started to take notice that after the Chappelle show, a few years later, his health was starting to decline. He wasn't looking like the big dude in the Chappelle show. He, he got really frail, really skinny. Unfortunately, he has passed on. And he would have had so much more potential and doing so much more things. He died April twenty. He he died April twelfth, two thousand seventeen, at the age of fifty seven. And then you have let's see, Paul um, Bill Burr. Now I do listen. Bill Burr has actually a podcast. It's actually pretty good, the Bill Burr podcast. So I'm trying to look it up. Um, but yeah, he's always been working, right? Stand up, stand up comedy. And to this day, he does his podcast. He's doing stand up. He's, he's, he's staying afloat, right, after the aftermath of the Chappelle show, right? And then also his uh, Dave Chappelle's friend, Neil, Neil Brennan, who helped produce the show, right? Um, not sure what he's doing now. It looks like he's, let's see. So it looks like he, it shows he, he played, he was a writer, actually, for Keenan and Cal. I didn't even know about that, which, by the way, is going to be another episode featuring kids' sketch shows and how they stack it with SNL. Um yeah, but he's just a writer. He's still writing things. And then, uh, let's see, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney, um, unfortunately, died May 19th, 2021, um, at the age of 79. But at the same time, he's always been, he has a very, a very long career in stand-up for years. In fact, he was, he's been active at, since 1965 to 2021 when he passed away. So, you know, these, you know, it's not very much of people left. Oh, and one more person, Guillermo Diaz. Uh, remember his his Cuban best friend? 
uh, from Half Baked and shit. So right now he's, um, I guess he's just kind of living his life. I mean, well, and he's also can he also came out as gay back a few years ago, which I would have never seen that, but you know, good on him, right? Um, so the last filmography he done, interestingly, he's doing a thing. He did a movie or something called Bros. I don't know what that is, but um, oh, okay, it is an LGBT theme uh, movie. Probably an independent film that came out at some point in time, but at least the man is working. So, how did the show stack up to SNL? Well, they were two totally different TV shows and two different sort of formats, right? Again, the Chappelle show was kind of modeled off in living color, but they took it a step further. Number two, the Chappelle show also came out at a different time versus in living color, which was still at a time in the 90s where things were a little bit taboo and conservative. So, whereas the Chappelle show, came out in the early 2000s. Things changed dramatically since In Living Color. But how did it stack up to SNL? Again, they were completely different shows. One was live, one was pre-recorded, um, one used a laugh track, and the other one didn't. SNL did not use a laugh track because they pretty much had a live audience. So the Chappelle show um, really, really stood out because of the subject matter. And how it took it a step further. Now, I honestly believe if they would have put SNL and The Chappelle Show in the same time slot, SNL would have been losing a hell of a lot of viewers. But also, to SNL is like an hour and a half versus The Chappelle Show being uh, being only just a half hour. Now, that was uh, just a half hour show was burning Chappelle out. So I can't imagine him doing a one hour show to compete with SNL. So they never really thought to compete against each other. But you got to remember, if it wasn't for SNL, we wouldn't have a Chappelle show, right? Because all these other shows that I am um, doing a little something on is all because of SNL. So really, like I said, during the sketch comedy week, I'm picking shows that were either influenced by SNL or directly competed with SNL, right? And then the legacy is following those shows. So, you know, now you know Dave Chappelle is still doing his stand-up comedy um, I haven't seen him in any recent movies, but um, he's still doing his thing, and he's getting paid lovely. He's eating very well with Netflix. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he's put the show behind him, and I'm more than certain he will, he has no desire to put that show back on again, The Chappelle Show. And at this point in time, I can't even see him um, doing The Chappelle Show again. I, I can't see it. He's, he's, a, he's much older. He's definitely wiser. He's a bigger dude, too. He's been working out. I just can't see The Chappelle Show coming back again, especially there's no Charlie Murphy. There's no Paul Mooney. Those two characters are gone. You know, I, I just can't see it. And, and thank goodness he does not try this. Because remember what I said in the previous episodes? They tried it with the Living Color to do a reboot? Fail. Mad TV? Fail. Like, listen, leave, let, live and let die. Right? The Chappelle Show had a very good run. I think, like I said, in my opinion, it was a little bit too much for Dave all at once. I don't think he anticipated on how popular that show got and I, I don't think i mean i didn't think it gets so big either you know I, i've known dave Chappelle in terms of his movies like you know like a nutty professor undercover brother half bay you know i always thought he was funny in all them damn movies but i never thought he'd come out with a sketch comedy show let alone that show getting that big but it goes to show that if you do have some sort of thing going for you in some sort of production whether it be a podcast a tv show a whatever right make sure you 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 know what you're doing you have some some sense of creative control and just make sure when they say giving you creative control 
you need to sign that shit on paper where they don't fuck with you at all. You understand what I'm saying? And just, we never know when we get into these things, we don't know what's going to happen. Like I'm doing this podcast and I don't know how big this is going to be, if even if it gets big. And, you know, not, but I do understand that if this thing grows so big where I wake up every day and there's hundreds, if not thousands more people listening to this podcast, I know I'm going to be under some pressure to step it up. But I will do my damnedest to make sure I do that, especially since it's my podcast. And the cool thing about having a podcast, especially a solo podcast, is that I have 100% creative control. I have no one looking over my shoulder as we speak telling me how to run this podcast at all. So I have that creative control. And that's one thing you have to secure in anything you do in this life is that you have control of what you're doing. And you don't have people tugging you at the strings on each side telling you what to do or playing with you like a fucking marionette. That's just something to remember. So... Yeah, that's the Chappelle show in short. Um, tomorrow, real quick, I'm going to do another show. I'm not sure what show that's going to be in terms of sketch comedy. I will get back to you on that. And tomorrow is season four. This is the last episode of season three, which is an awesome um, season it's been. But funny enough, most of my top 10 episodes are, show, are episodes from season one and season two. But that's starting to change now. As I'm getting people listening more into these newer episodes, that the, it's, the numbers are balancing. They're, they're changing, but it's whatever. Listen to the show. Email dailymindpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to put a Q&A for this uh, episode, right? Hopefully somebody answers it. All right, so hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Daily Mind Podcast. And we will do this tomorrow. And I don't know what's going to be the next com- sketch comedy. Oh, yes, that's it. And tomorrow's going to be kids comedy, kids sketch shows. All right? Peace out.